I believe in the power of prayer. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but I actually left the church when I was 14 years old because I was 14 and all known and, you know, wise and knowing (laughs) at 14, right? I knew everything. And I decided that I just needed to believe in God and I just needed to pray and I was going to be fine. And so I did that for a long time until I was 36 years old. And I remember um, praying to Heavenly Father about what I was supposed to do. What was my purpose in life? And I remember I received an answer that I was to go back to church. And I was so scared. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't been forever. I don't know anything. I don't know what to do. It's going to be super uncomfortable. And I had a friend who um, was assigned to me as, you know, a visiting teacher to... um, you know, share a message with me or whatever. And I just remember she called me and I said, listen, I don't want a lesson, but I want a friend because that's who I am, right? Gift of gab, my gog, kick it into full gear. I just wanted a new friend. And she did that. She was a friend to me. And as we got to be friends, I realized we had a lot of things in common. We were both in bad marriages and our husbands, you know, weren't active. And I had been told that I needed to go back to church, right? So I remember one Sunday, I get out of bed and I put on a dress and I walk out of my bedroom. And my oldest son said to me, Mom, where are you going? Because I never wore a dress. And I said, I'm going to church. And he said, well, who's going with you? And I said, nobody. I'm just going to go by myself. And he said, mom, I want to go with you. I don't want you to be alone. And I thought that, you know, that was the sweetest thing ever. And he didn't have, you know, dress clothes or anything like that. So I just put him in shorts and a shirt and some tennis shoes. And off we went to church. And he actually loved it. And so every Sunday we got up and we went to church and my cute friend that was assigned to me went with me and she sat with me and explained things to me and it was just so comfortable knowing that I had somebody in my corner and then of course my husband at the time was like oh we should you know go boating on Sundays because there's less people on the water. I live in Utah and the majority of people here are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and we don't do those things on Sunday. And so he started planning these trips on Sunday and I went along with it. Um, I wanted to do family things and I didn't be want to be the reason, you know, that there was a separation in our family. And then I remember I was told 
Julie, you need to go back because Colin, my oldest son, needs to be baptized. And in our church, you're baptized at eight years old. And he was turning eight that year. And so I went back to church and and he came with me and he was baptized. And I remember the feeling there that day he was baptized. I felt the spirit so strong. I felt like there were thousands of angels from the other side in that room. And I was just overcome with emotion and I was just crying. And I knew there was something to this. And, you know, later um, I divorced my first husband. Things were super rocky. He didn't think so. (laughs) But it was, you know, a very controlled situation. I was actually handed an envelope, five by nine, I believe, great envelope, clasp, that $300 was put in this envelope every month, and I needed to write down the day I took out money, how much money I took out, what it was for, and that was that. And then I remember I was told that I was too dumb to write a check, and just that kind of thing happened all the time. And I was a really strong-willed person, really confident person up until this point, but I was worn down over time. And my kids don't actually even know this because for me, I didn't ever want to say anything bad about their dad, right? Like that was their dad. And I figured when they grew up, they would figure it out or they wouldn't. And it didn't matter to me. I wanted them to love their dad no matter what. And I remember I just felt crazy. I felt like I was dumb. I felt like I couldn't do anything right. And one day my friend from second grade, um, she had moved away to California and been gone for several years. And she moved back. She was just like five minutes from my house and she invited us over for dinner and we went to dinner and she was asking me all these questions and my husband was answering them for me and my friend looked at me and she was like like super confused she looked at my husband and she said you know what I'm not asking you I'm asking Julie and you guys at that point I realized I wasn't crazy that there was something happening. And the next morning she called me and she said, where is my friend? My friend would never allow that. And I just started crying. And I thought, oh my gosh, you're so right. I'm not crazy. And my husband would tell me I need to go to therapy, that I'm the problem, that he had to go with me to support me. But he didn't need the therapy. I need the therapy. So we scheduled this appointment. And we went. And the therapist was a woman. And, you know, I told my side of the story. He told his side of the story. And I remember her saying, you know what? They're both on different pages right now. Because I wanted a divorce and he didn't. 
And she's like, I've never really had this happen where you come to therapy and you want two different things. So what do you want to do? And I said, I want a divorce. And I remember her saying to my husband, but I really need to see you again. Like there's some things that, you know, we need to work on. And we walked out of the therapy session and he looked at me and he said, I know that she's just on your side because she's a woman. And I realized (laughs) that I wasn't crazy and that I was doing the right thing. I needed to get out of that relationship. And on my mom's birthday, October 23rd, I can't remember exactly what happened at my mom's house, but we went home and I said to him, we're done. I need you out of this house. I want a divorce and I need you out. And he cried, you know, did the whole guilt thing to me. And I think I had an army of angels around me to support me in this and to make me strong. And I literally did not care that he was crying. And I just said, no, I need you out. And he said, where am I supposed to go? And I said, I don't care anywhere but here. You'll find a place. And he left, pulled out of the driveway. And I walked back in the house. And I just felt this huge weight lifted off my shoulders. Like I physically felt the weight lifted off my shoulders. And I remember I just was like, I took this deep breath, like, whoa, I am free. And you know what? I never looked back. I kept moving forward with what I knew I was supposed to do. I had two young boys that I did not want them to have that expectation, that vision of how to treat their wife. That was my biggest fear. I I did not want that. I couldn't allow that to happen. And then I married the most amazing man. <laughs> literally, literally the most amazing man. And he put up with a lot. I was hard, you guys. I I was in mother bear mode. I wanted to protect my kids. I moved them away from their friends, their family, from the place that they had known their whole life and moved them, you know, 40 minutes away. They had a new school. They had to make new friends. They had three new sisters, and it was hard. And now they had someone else as that father figure um, for half the time, right? telling them what to do. And they were like, you're not my dad. And it was just hard. And for those of you that have been through a divorce and you've been remarried, I'm sure you can relate to what I'm saying. It was just really hard time. The good thing was that the three girls, my husband now had three girls and I had two boys and they loved each other. And so that made things so much easier. 
But then, you know, we had um, the ex-wife who (laughs) hated my guts. And that, you know, in like basically gave these girls thoughts and ideas of what they could do to me to make things hard for me. And I remember one day I went up to the shower and my shampoo kind of smelled funny and I thought, that's weird. And when I got out of the shower, I realized that they had put green dye in my shampoo. And so my hair is blonde, super blonde, and I had this green hue to it, like you know how professional swimmers are always in the water and the chlorine makes their hair green? It looked like that. And they also put Nair in my shampoo, which luckily my hair didn't fall out. And I just remember thinking, you know what? They want a reaction out of me and I am not going to give them that. So I walked downstairs and they were sitting nervously on the couch waiting to see what was going to happen because they knew I was up in the shower And I walked downstairs into the family room where they were sitting on the couches, nervously waiting. And I said, oh my gosh, you guys, do you love the color of my hair? I love it. And the looks on their faces was priceless. Of course, my husband lost his mind. And he took them home and told them, look, if you're going to come here and you're going to do those kinds of things, you don't need to come. Which I loved. Like he had my back. He had my back on that. I also remember we were driving in a car one day and the boys were in the back and they're being all sassy to me. And my husband turned to them and he said, hey, you do not get to treat my wife like that. And I remember the looks on their faces. They were shocked. Like, oh, she's not just my mom. She's your wife. And I honestly think that that was a really great lesson for them. They learned that I had different roles. I wasn't just a mom. And I think that that has changed how they have treated the women in their life. So you never know what life is going to throw at you. You never know what trials are going to come your way. I never thought that. I would be married for 14 years, that I would be treated the way I was treated, and that I would end up divorced because my parents were like the ideal vision of what it was like to be married. Like my dad adored my mom. They couldn't be separated for five seconds or my mom was losing her mind I remember my dad went on an overnight trip to Wyoming to help my brother. And we stood in the airport. This is when you could go into the airport at the gate um, and you didn't need a boarding pass. And I remember standing at the window watching my dad get on the plane, the plane taxiing out to the runway and her just crying. And I looked at her and I was like, mom, he's going to be gone overnight. You're going to be fine. Like I didn't understand or comprehend what that felt like for her. But now I know because I feel like that with my husband. We've been married 20 years and my heart literally still skips a beat when I see him pull into the driveway. 
when he's been out working and he pulls into the house, like I get super excited. I'm excited to see him still to this day. He's my man. He's my everything. He's my biggest cheerleader. He's the one who points out the gifts that I have and encourages me to use those gifts. Kind of pushes me sometimes to where I get a little mad, like, don't tell me what to do, right? That's a button of mine. Don't tell me what to do. But he's doing it for my best interest. And I'm so grateful that I found him. I'm so grateful that I went through a crappy marriage the first time because I learned what I wanted the second time around. I learned that I wanted someone that adored me, that missed me when I was gone. Like my husband literally turns into a big fat puddle of goo when I'm gone. And I love that. That is so sweet to me. It's hard for me to leave him, but I'm so excited to come back home to him because I know how much he loves me and that he truly misses me. I also learned that we get what we allow. And I allowed myself to be treated poorly for 14 years. I allowed that to happen. And now I don't allow that. (laughs) And it's so interesting. I also learned that not, I learned to be grateful for all the things my husband does for me now. And when we get in our fights, I really take a look at the fight and think to myself, I went through a lot of crap for 14 years to get this man. Is this stupid little fight over whatever really worth it in the whole scheme of things, in the eternal perspective. Is this fight worth all the icky that comes with that? And the answer is always no. And it's okay to fight. It's okay to be mad. We learn from all of those things. But I honestly don't like it when he's mad at me. (laughs) Like that's really hard for me. And so we've learned to get through the hard things, the fights a lot more quickly because we know and understand the bigger picture and what is the most important thing. And I think that's really important to know and to learn. So I hope that helps you on your journey. If you're in a horrible relationship, you don't have to stay. And I know it's scary to leave, especially if it's abusive. It's a scary thing to leave. But you can do hard things. And it's going to be okay. God has the plan. He's in the details of our life. He really is. And he's going to make sure that things work out for you. So don't stay in a bad, abusive relationship. You owe it to yourself to be treated 
like the daughter of God that you are. That's what I learned from my first marriage, plus a lot more. I hope that helps in some way.